This is the third and last of our discussions of the role of the husband in relationship to his wife. We've been talking about the role of the husband as a loving leader. And we said that, first of all, he has to be the head over his home and indeed over his wife. That means assuming, first of all, the responsibilities of headship, really being concerned about the welfare of his children spiritually as well as physically and the welfare of his wife spiritually as well as physically. And we said that that love was always said to be the responsibility of the husband. Indeed, there is no place in all the scriptures where the wife is commanded to love, but the husband is commanded to love continually. So the point that we're trying to make is that the husband is the responsible one in that home for headship and for love in the home, just as Jesus Christ heads up his church and loves his church, so the husband is to head up his family and love his wife and his children. But now, how can he go about doing these things? Well, we said he can give of himself in love, but how does he begin to give, and how does he begin to know about those things that another person, such as his wife, needs in that relationship in marriage? I want to turn with you to 1 Peter 3, 7 and read a very uh, critical and important, vital, important verse. Here's what uh, Peter says. You husbands, likewise... Live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel, since she is a woman, and grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, I'm not going to have time to talk about the whole verse, but I do want to look at the first part of it. The husbands are directly addressed in this passage with these words, live with your wives in an understanding way. Now, literally, uh, the original Greek says this, live with your wives according to knowledge. In other words, we husbands have a responsibility to know our wives. As the translation has it, to understand them, which isn't a very bad translation after all. You know, we often kid about it and we say, well, there's one thing I'll never understand, that's a woman. But you know, Peter says here that it's the responsibility of a Christian man to understand at least one woman, his own wife. And we can shrug off our responsibilities by these old little cliches that we grab a hold of, you'll never understand a woman. We use a lot of those cliches as excuses. I have people say in counseling, older people who come into our counseling center here in Laverock, and they say things to us like, uh, uh, well, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And they really believe that because they've said it so long and so often, and they use that as an excuse for not changing in the ways that God says that they must and can change. But you see, I have to say to them, well, I don't really know about whether you can change an old dog and teach him new tricks or not, but you're not an old dog. You're a man or you're a woman who is created in the image of the living God, and this God in this scripture says you can change, and therefore you must. And I show him how God promises to give him the strength to change if he's his child. And that, of course, is what people need to be challenged about, these old cliches that they've adopted and accepted and are using as excuses for not doing what God says are not biblical, and therefore they need to be thoroughly challenged and reexamined. 
So when people say, well, you'll never understand a woman, that's an excuse, and that's all it is. And Christians cannot accept that excuse because Christian husbands are told in 1 Peter 3, 7, to live with their wives in an understanding way. That means you've got to understand your wife. Now, how are you going to understand her? Well, how do you understand anybody or anything? You study it. You're going to have to study your wife. You're going to have to study her in terms of where her interests are, what her problems are, what her real needs are, what her activities are like. It might even do you well sometime to sit down and watch her for a while and just see what she has to do during a day. Go through the steps yourself. See what kinds of responsibilities and chores she has to face day by day. Whatever it's going to take, you're going to have to study her, and that means you're going to have to take out the time. You're going to have to actually plan to do this. You're going to have to write down notes and think through answers. You need to really analyze and come to know your wife. That's what it means. Now, you've probably taken a lot more time if you're a salesman analyzing the prospects in your business than you've ever taken analyzing your wife. If you are a businessman who has to deal with other businessmen in some sort of uh, uh, connection at a higher executive level, you've taken a lot of time thinking about those other businessmen and those employees underneath of you with whom you work. You've had to analyze them. You've had to study them, and you've had to figure out how to deal with them best. But you haven't taken that kind of time, perhaps, to work on this question of how to get along with your wife and how to understand her needs and her problems and how to meet them best in Jesus Christ. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to give the kind of study to your wife, the kind of interested concern that so searches out and thinks about and prays about and really studies her that you do begin to understand your wife. If you find yourself from time to time saying, boy, I just don't understand why she did that or why she said that, then you're just admitting the fact that you haven't been at this question adequately enough. So it's time that husbands began to really study in order to get the knowledge that's necessary about their wives. And when they use this authority which God has given to them to be the head of the home, how are they to do it? Notice what he says. Live with your wives as an un, in an understanding way or according to knowledge as with a weaker vessel. We might uh, take that word weaker vessel and understand it this way. It's not talking about women's physical powers being weaker than men's physical powers, of course, because there are plenty of women. Most uh, studies show that uh, women are as strong, if not stronger, than men, and certainly we know they outlive men. But uh, what it really means is the word vessel is used as of a vase, and this is speaking about how you would handle a precious vase, a very fragile vase. And so that's the way you ought to handle your wife, says Peter. This expression is very much akin to the expression that Paul uses in Ephesians 5 when he says that the husband is to nourish and cherish his wife as he would his own body. What a tender and wonderful expression this is of Peter here, that you're to treat your wife not like some garbage can that's kicked around by the garbage collectors, but rather as you would a, a Ming Dynasty precious vase 
a very fragile, weak vase. Not that she is that, but that's the way you would handle her with the same care and the same concern. Husbands, take this to heart. Your Lord wants you to do so. Our Father, we thank you today that Jesus Christ has given to us these directions. Help us to follow them for his sake. Amen.